The words grated, causing the hair on her arms to stand up. She squeezed the dishcloth as a loud crash slammed through the house. Was he kicking the furniture? Throwing a lamp? The horror from last night, the slaps and threats, gripped her body again, and she cringed. Stop it. Don't think about him. Get your mind on something else. The sights beyond the window drew her attention, his wheezing a background nightmare. She focused on her prized vegetable garden, a refuge of peace. A curse, and her gaze jerked to the overused graveled path, an escape from the others in their religious group. When a rasping groan ground into the room, she gripped the edge of the kitchen sink and took in the sight of their small blue car. It desperately needed a paint job, but served as a vehicle of retreat when she craved refuge from her world. She wanted a refuge right now but the insane rhythm of sights only swelled the percussion of sounds beating from the other room. Woman! The calming scenes, the aura of peace she created when troubled, vanished. The single, drawn-out word yanked her from her mental safety zone. Whirling, she faced the doorway to the hall. Go? Run? Ignore? The black bruise... Her mirror had forced her to acknowledge it early this morning, throbbed, and she rubbed her chin. Silence. Caroline held her breath. Thump. She dropped her dishcloth and stumbled to the bedroom. Donald Heyman lay on the floor, eyes dull and pain-filled, his lips moving, saliva trickling from one side of his mouth. His hands twitched. One finger on his right hand crooked at her. She understood that her husband wanted her to come closer, and her whole spirit revolted. Flee! Kara pressed her trembling fingers together. Why was he on the floor? Her head swirled, and she clutched the dresser to still the swaying, to give herself minutes to clear her fogged-up head. Then, willing herself to let go of the furniture, she crept a few inches closer, and another few. Her stomach heaved. That smell... His shirt ranked with something vile, dull mustard yellow, icky olive green, and, and brown. Her throat thickened, and she swallowed back the gag, threatening to choke her. Vomit. Vomit soaked his shirt and dribbled onto the floor. Was he drunk? Her heart leaped at the thought. If so, she'd have three, four hours of glorious freedom. A belch erupted from him. His pain-filled eyes were bloodshot. The broad, sweaty forehead gleamed. She slid across the floor, knelt, and whispered, What's wrong? A big hand gripped his chest, pulling at his shirt, and a button released its thready hold and rolled out of sight. His heart? Was he having a heart attack? She jumped up, grabbed at her side, and hobbled to the dresser for his seldom-used heart medicine. As if a hand stilled her intention, she stared down at the plastic bottle. A red flag, a vision of freedom, waved in her mind, tempting, alluring, promising. Scary. Her husband's finger beckoned again, and his eyes pleaded with her as if to help him break free of the elephant stomping on his chest. She squeezed the bottle and debated. When she didn't rush toward him, The flare of rage in his eyes warned her he'd get even. 
Donald could, and would, beat the hesitation right out of her. A shaky breath rattled her throat. Opening her fingers wide, she let the bottle drop onto the dresser, and it rolled to the edge. She studied him, knowing he couldn't touch her. Shaggy hair too long over his ears and rapidly turning gray, a belly grown large through overeating, and beefy hands. She hated his hands, hated the cruel strength in them, hated that they had touched her, squeezed, fondled, defiled. Seething emotion rose inside her like an angry, consuming demon. She pursed her lips and held back the words hovering on her tongue, words that clamored for freedom from the place he'd imprisoned her for thirteen torturous, unbearable years. She pressed a hand against her throbbing temple.